Amanda from Ponte's Books here with our third video on chapter one. So the first two were focusing on vocabulary and uh, current event. So this third one, we're going to be taking a look at a historical tidbit. So just a little bit of history that helps the chapter make a little bit more sense. Sometimes Mark Twain chooses to include things that are pretty his, uh, well-known historical events, and sometimes they're a little more obscure. So this one uh, is very important to the story, but most people are a little bit more familiar with why Edward VI's birth was important. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today is basically the background leading up to um, and why there was all this hype around his birth in particular, why Mark Twain chose his birth. Obviously, there are tons of royal births, even within England, that he could have focused on, and he focused on this one for a particular reason. So in order to talk about why his birth was important, we have to go back and talk a little bit about King Henry VIII's history uh, of marriages and his children prior to Edward VI. So most people are already familiar with this, but Henry VIII actually ended up having six wives. Um, so his first wife was Catherine of Aragon, um, pictured there, looking kind of sad. So uh, he actually married her when he was 17, just after becoming king. So they actually had a pretty happy marriage. They were happy together. He was still a pretty successful um, king at that point. And uh, they kept giving birth to all these children. So she actually had three sons and three daughters, but they, none of them made it past infancy except for one, Mary. So essentially from Catherine, he only ended up having one daughter which was a problem at the time because he wanted a son. Only a son could be his heir to the throne. So about 20 years later, for a couple of reasons, um, one was that Henry thought Catherine was cursed because she wasn't able to give him a son. He also, being it 20 years later after they'd been married, started to see Catherine as a little bit older he fell in love with another woman. So because of those two reasons and, you know, other stuff that was going on, um, he actually decided that he wanted to end his marriage with Catherine so that he could marry someone else. So he asked for an annulment from the Pope so he could remarry and was actually turned down. He was told that he could not marry another woman. So the reason that this was kind of important is because at the time, England was uh, in the Catholic Church. So that was the kind of like the national religion. They all were Catholic. And since the Pope was the head of the Catholic Church, uh, him turning Henry down obviously made Henry upset. And he decided, well, since I'm the King of England, I can kind of do whatever I want. He left the Catholic Church and took all of England with him, creating the Church of England, where the King, him, was the head. So he didn't have to deal with the Pope anymore. Now he got to call all the shots. And actually this religion that he began um, is what modern day would be the Anglican Church, and um, all, as a result of this, uh, and this will be another historical tidbit video later, there was a lot of uh, the, the ripples went throughout the whole world of this whole conflict between Catholicism and Protestantism. So uh, that'll, uh, that affects the world even to this day, and we'll get into that in a different historical tidbit. So... After he took care of all that, started the Church of England, he was able to remarry. So he got married to Anne Boleyn. That was his second wife. And once again, she had a girl. So this time, Elizabeth. 
He, she also delivered a stillborn son, but he wasn't able to have this heir that he was hoping for. So eventually, following kind of the same pattern, Henry lost interest in her, uh, became interested in another woman. There was also, again, all sorts of other stuff that was happening. And Anne ended up being beheaded for treason. So he divorced his first wife and beheaded his second wife. So that leads us to his third wife, which is Jane Seymour. So Jane Seymour finally is the mother of Edward VI. So, um, and one of our protagonists, and she ended up dying two weeks later. Uh, and Henry, Henry ended up marrying three more times, but had no more children. So supposedly it said that Jane Seymour is the only wife he really loved and she died of natural causes. Um, and then again, his other three wives, there were no children. So this was his only son, was Edward VI, his third child. So why was a male heir so important? So as I kind of mentioned before, a son was needed to continue that royal line. So otherwise they would look at other like kind of cousins or other branches out of the, the family line to find the nearest um, male that could take over the throne. He was also only the second king in the Tudor family line. So Henry VIII, Henry VII was the first Tudor king. So the Tudor family, that's um, Edward VI, King Henry VIII, King Henry VII, those are all Tudors um, in there, that, that reign of England. So he was only the second king, uh, and they came to power through military victory, not so much things being passed down from generation to generation. So in other words, the power wasn't strongly with the Tudors, um, especially not strong enough that they could continue on if there was only a girl that could become heir to the throne. Um, also, at this time in England, there had never been a ruling queen. So now there is, and there was uh, shortly after this all happened, but at the time there hadn't been one. So it was very important that he had a son. So Henry VIII has a lot of information about him. So there's lots of different places that you can go to learn more about this backstory. I just give a very quick back um, backstory. So one thing is you can actually if you have the means, visit England. Hampton Court was his primary residence, and so there's a lot of information about Henry VIII, his wives, his children there. Uh, there's also other historical sites that are related to his reign as well. Um, you can visit Westminster, that's mentioned in the story. Um, so if you really wanna get the true history, you can actually go to the sites. Otherwise, there are a lot of TV shows and movies that are about Henry VIII or that feature Henry VIII. Um, so some of them are featured here. Most of the ones that I have highlighted are uh, PG-13 or lower. There are also some shows and movies that uh, feature King Henry VIII, but are rated R or, you know, a little more inappropriate. So I didn't really feature any of those ones. So you can see there's one that's focusing on the six wives. That tends to be a common theme um, with things that involve Henry VIII are to talk about his wives. Speaking of which, there is actually a musical that is, was supposed to premiere on Broadway in the spring, but actually Broadway shut down the day it was supposed to premiere. Um, the musical is called Six, and it is a retelling of Henry VIII's Six Wives with kind of a modern twist. So each of the wives has a personality um, and kind of a singing style that relates to, you know, kind of like a modern pop persona. 
Um, and so it's really cool. The whole thing are these different, the whole musical is set around these wives basically arguing whose life was the worst. Like they all were married to Henry, but like whose life did he make the most miserable? Um, and they really play into the fact that, you know, there's these six wives and they're always featured in like a bundle and are all part of a rhyme. So if you're not sure what the rhyme is, divorce, beheaded, died, divorce, beheaded, survived. Those are, that's a little rhyme to remember the six fates of Henry's wives. Um, it's really awesome and the music is really catchy. So I would highly recommend checking out the soundtrack or the show if you ever get a chance. All right, that's all for today. Have a good day.